Hey, beautiful people. Welcome back to another episode of The He Report, a podcast that celebrates Black beauty 24-7-365. I'm your host, Olivia Hancock, and for episode eight, I have the absolute pleasure of chatting with Mahisha Dellinger. Mahisha is the lovely and beautiful founder of the natural hair care brand Curls, and to me, she is the definition of a beauty boss. She launched Curls in 2002 and has been hustling to build her empire ever since. For 18 years, Curls has focused on creating organic and innovative hair products for people with natural hair. You can walk into almost any Walmart, Target, or drugstore and find Curls products lining the shelves. Mahisha was really at the forefront of the natural hair movement and has really led the charge when it comes to making natural hair care products accessible to customers everywhere. In addition to her booming beauty business, Mahisha is also an author, star of the own series Mind Your Business with Mahisha, and founder of the Black Girls Making Millions Academy. I mean, she literally does it all. So I was super, super excited to catch up with her and talk about the early days of curls, what it takes to sustain success as a beauty brand, her tips for aspiring beauty entrepreneurs, and so much more. To hear everything that Mahisha has to say, keep on listening. So I would love to, you know, jump right in. Um, I'd love to hear about your relationship with your curls growing up and how that kind of informed your journey um, to launch curls. Yeah. So growing up, you know, we didn't have a lot of options <laughs> besides mm-hmm. hair grease and um, pink lotion. Yeah. Um, and I was always looking for, or laxers, um, but I was always looking for something that was a little more natural and, you know, never had a great hair day. It was either, <laughs> you know, nice and fluffy and dry or totally a slick oil like mess. So mm-hmm. um, always was searching, but I love my curls always um, mm-hmm. up until about eighth grade. And then I started to diet and, and, and relax it. And, you know, I lost a lot of hair. Um, and then I went natural, um, in my early, um, twenties. Um, and that's when I shifted my philosophy on what I like as, as far as my hair, because I loved it growing up. And then I had a love hate relationship with it from middle school throughout high school and then went back to loving it. And then that was thus the catalyst for me to create curls because as I was embracing my curls, I didn't have many options. Yeah. Yeah. And I would, when I was going through the curls website and, you know, reading your bio and everything, there's a quote on there that says dreams don't work unless you do. And I feel like that truly kind of encapsulates your journey with curls and launching this brand. And I know prior to launching curls, you were working in the corporate space. Can you kind of talk about when you had that light bulb moment to go full force with curls and, and take this idea that you had into a full scale business? Yeah, so I actually was working at Intel a Corporation, and I actually thought I was going to retire from Intel, mm-hmm. but I experienced um, corporate racism for the first time, and so that and it, that changed my mindset. I really thought, okay, I can't go through this anymore. I'm a young single mother. I need to have a stable uh, financial um position and it was threatened by this manager. So that pushed me into entrepreneurship to work hard for myself and never work that hard for someone who didn't appreciate me ever again. Yeah. Uh, and so that was my shift. Um, and I launched Curls in the midst of a layoff at Intel and I switched mm-hmm. to Pfizer and was able to do work at Pfizer um, the first half of the day and then work Curls the latter half of the day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not having a beauty background, not thinking that this is something that you wanted to go into. What were those early days like trying to figure everything out? You know, your product formulations, branding, what like what the true vision was? What were those first few months like with curls? Well, we knew instantly out the gate what what was important. It was important to have quality, wholesome, organic ingredients that I felt 
to put it to create a formulation with that I felt comfortable using on my own babies. Mm-hmm. That was always the the vision, the philosophy, and still is. Yeah. Yeah. And so I know, you know, in the beginning, everything is like self-funded. How, what was your approach to kind of divvying up those dollars um, of your own money in the beginning? Where did the money go and what did you prioritize in those early months? Um, It was to product development was number one. Um, Mm -hmm. Obviously it was nine months of going back and forth with that. Product development is super important for the uh, brand to be successful what we put in that bottle um website of course logo all those things but what we put in the bottle um would either make or break the company so the designs initially weren't the best we elevated the designs we re-edited the designs we made new logos all those things along the way mm-hmm. but the product inside had to be you know phenomenal so that's where we spent most of our money yeah. And one thing that I absolutely love about curls is that you really choose these uncommon ingredients. I know you talked about yes. how blueberries was something that you had not seen on the market before. Yes. Can you kind of talk about, you, you know, your approach to ingredients and what the thought process is when you launch these collections that have outside of the box ingredients? Yeah. So it's always my philosophy is to make sure that I formulate with something that one hasn't been overdone, like who's 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 not sick of seeing shea butter and and olive oil, you know, coconut butter (laughs) over it. So we want, we always formulate with ingredients that don't, that aren't, aren't overdone, but also Mm -hmm. have a clinical story. So it has to have clinical data behind it. that shows that it's actually efficacious for hair care. Mm -hmm. Um, And so those are two things. We have a checklist as has it been overused before because of a clinical story. If if those are two questions we ask before we move forward. So blueberry extract, great for, um, repairing damaged hair, encouraging hair growth. Um, we have the cashmere and caviar collection. We have the grain vegan line. We have mm-hmm. the vitamin C pineapple collection. Yeah. So all those ingredients and, and, and formulations are very unique. Yeah, I love it. For me, the blueberry and the cashmere and caviar are like two of my favorite, favorite things. Uh-huh. I, I tried the um, cashmere and caviar line. I got it in like a gift box one time. And uh-huh. I was like, this is magical for my hair. It's so, so amazing. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I also, you know, in the midst of having your business and curls and everything, was there a specific moment where you felt like this, this brand is successful, like I've made it and I'm accomplishing my dreams? Was there like a Thing that you can pinpoint to where you felt like, oh, wow, this is everything I dreamed of and more. You know, if you ask any entrepreneur that question, most of us will say we're still climbing. Yeah. You know, we don't stop to smell the roses. I mean, at least I know I don't. I could do better at that, <laughs> but I don't. That's just real. Yeah. So there's always another level. There's always another accomplishment. There's always another brand, another company idea. The ideas are always flowing. I have mm-hmm. so many ideas. I can't even <laughs> sleep at night. Like, seriously, I feel like, shut myself down. Yeah. So it's, no, I think um, it's just what's next. Yeah. That, yeah. That's real. That's real. You know, yeah. into the future. Um, I would lo- also be curious to know, do you, what would you feel like your secrets to longevity are? You know, you've been in business for so long now and there's so many brands that would love to have the longevity and success that curls has. Mm. What do you feel has helped you sustain this level of success over the past couple of years? Two words, um, agility and evolution. You have to evolve with the times or you'll dissolve. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm at, and the company's agile. We're able to make shifts and changes um, as needed as things happen in the market. For mm-hmm. example, you know, COVID happened. 
Um, we did not, we were positively impacted by it because people were doing more self-care at home. We yeah. saw a shift in what people bought from stylers to shampoos and conditioners and masks and serums and stuff. Mm -hmm. But we were able to shift gears quickly and start providing PPP, PPE, I'm sorry, for frontliners. So being that agile where we actually went into another set of sub-business mm -hmm. um, and able to stay open and be considered essential and then started making hand sanitizer. So we were quick to do that. Um, and that was enabled us to stay open. So again, that's the philosophy um, of being agile, mm -hmm. enabled me to be agile in other ways in my company and then continue to grow and stay stay relevant. Yeah. And, you know, this this question kind of goes in tandem with that. You know, there's so many aspiring entrepreneurs, um, young business owners, especially in the beauty space that would love to have bits of advice from you. What kind of what would you tell them and as far as getting their business off the ground and, you know, just trying to get to where you are one day? Well, there, I mean, it depends on the person because it obviously isn't a one size fits all. Yeah. Yeah, but um, the basics for anyone is that definitely I always suggest, like when I saw my show, I didn't, most of the businesses that I helped on my show mm -hmm. did not have a business plan. I would say 90% did not. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I always suggest when I mentor someone is definitely make sure you have a business plan. Mm -hmm. That is um, a level so basic, such a basic suggestion, but you would be surprised how many people do not. So if you don't, and they're kind of intimidating to make people don't, they feel yeah. like very nervous and, and, and fearful of the process because it, it can be a little bit daunting, yeah. but there are resources to create a business plan because your plan, your, your business plan is your roadmap. Mm -hmm. It's a roadmap to how you're going to get to success. And if you're just out there, just doing everything, how do you streamline and know this is my mission? How am going to get there? My purpose and the plan. So yeah. start there. And I always recommend SCORE, SCORE like a goal, SCORE.org. Mm -hmm. They um, have free business writing classes. And before COVID happened, you can go in, in person and they have chapters all over the U.S. Mm -hmm. You can go to person on Saturday and actually sit in a four-hour class. So they have online now, um, but you also get yourself a mentor. Again, that's a basic um, suggestion, but this is high level. So yeah. um, some people don't go in with mentors like I didn't. Um, it yeah. saves you time. It saves you money from mistakes and false. Um, and then make sure that you um, spend below your means. That's another way, another suggestion I always recommend mm -hmm. when I'm in someone, because if you are spending every your profits and spending that on either maybe, you know, household bills, personal stuff, you're not going to be to grow your business. Keep every dime that you make from the business back into the business, reinvest it and let it cycle itself through and continue to grow it. Yeah, that, that's really good advice. Really, really good advice for you these days. You know, as someone who's seasoned in this, where do you kind of turn to for learning more about the business and what kind of resources do you look at for learning more about running a business? For sure. I always go to my mentor, my mentor. And you're so young, you probably don't remember Proline. It was one of the original, um, one of the four original black brands, hair care brands mm -hmm. that sold hair grease and all those other Jerry Curl products. Yeah. Um, Proline um, has been gone a while. They were sold to L'Oreal many years ago. Well, the owner at the time, um, his daughter mm -hmm. and son-in-law are my mentors. So they okay. ran business, um, that business many, many moons ago. And a lot of things have changed, but some of the things haven't. And the principles yeah. and how to scale, those are things that I've learned a lot from my mentor. 
Yeah, that's really, really good. Um, I kind of want to switch gears a little bit and talk about some of your other ventures outside of Curls products. I know that you launched your Black-owned beauty supply distribution alliance, and that conversation mm -hmm. around empowering Black-owned beauty uh, supply stores has been buzzing, you know, on social media and stuff. But I would love to know what led you to launch this venture personally. Well, it was important for me to um, assist Black-owned beauty supply stores with getting the products they need, the service that they they, they that they deserve, um, the right you know, and get and get access to um, you know what. So the products they need, the service they deserve, and also access to credit. They were a lot of black owned businesses don't get treated fairly. Yeah. Um, the Korean owned distributors will service the Korean beauty supply stores before mm -hmm. they take care of the others. Like they will make sure they have the best products. They'll make sure they have better terms. They'll make sure they have, you know, that customer service experience. But on the on the flip side, that's not the case. So mm -hmm. I want to level the playing field. Nothing against what they're doing for their people, but it's time for someone in power to help ours. Yeah. Totally. And can you kind of walk me through exactly what the Black-Owned Beauty Supp the Supply Distribution Alliance will do um, in the future and anything you're working on currently with that? Well, we're just kicking off. So yes. what we're doing now is getting everyone signed up. Mm -hmm. So if you own a beauty supply store and you're African-American, you can sign up and we'll connect you to a distributor that has agreed to work and partner with you to give you better terms, give you all the products you need, free curls products with your order, mm -hmm. um, free promos, bags, samples, in-store events once we get post-COVID, yeah. <laughs> um, and also a, a business Zoom class with me. Oh, lovely. So many perks involved with that. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, as I'd love to know, you know, as a pioneer in the beauty and hair care space, um, what does the future of beauty look like to you? Where do you see the industry going in the next couple years? Well, I do see um, this happening and slowly happening now. And it's, and, it, and it's kind of shifting the way people, we look at beauty. But um, products are merging. There's a skinification of hair happening where ingredients that were typically reserved for skin are coming mm -hmm. into hair, the hair space. So we're looking at antioxidants and vitamins that typically would have been on our skin. Mm -hmm. You know, we have scalp, scalp of skin and hair also benefits yeah. from the same um, products that our skin benefit from. So that merging, I'm seeing a little bit of that merging um, of, 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 uh, of care. You've seen that yeah. with skin and makeup. Yeah. So we're seeing that with skin and hair. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I've noticed that too. Um, you know, having, you know, been become a multi-million dollar business, you've experienced, like I said, a level of longevity and success that so many people aspire to. As you kind of look to the future of your own brand and your own personal brand, what kind of legacy do you wish to leave? And what um, are kind of your goals moving forward now with Curls, the product line? Well, my goal is to continue to evolve and and, and shift um, to a scientific approach, more scientific. Mm -hmm. So the beautyceutical approach of where beauty and science meet, mm -hmm. forming that that bringing that science back into the into the formulations that are um, clinical, clinically proved, and more heavy hitting with the the, the MDs behind it. That's where we're yeah. going. Um, and so the goal is continue to add more uh, collections and sub brands to the family mm -hmm. as we to evolve our philosophy. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And, you know, shifting gears a little bit, I love to talk about products and I'm sure all the the Curls products hold such a special place in your heart. But this summer, what have you been using lately on your hair as far as your um, products? Well, because I look like this every day, um, <laughs> I, honestly, I don't, I've never been one to do my hair unless I'm going somewhere because mm -hmm. I'm working, I don't want it all on my face. So it's yeah. always 
unless I'm going somewhere. Yeah. So it's my scalp treatment. So shampoo and conditioner, of course. So the blueberry or the pineapple wash and mask. Mm-hmm. And then I do the blueberry and mint hair growth vitamin treatment for my scalp. And then I smooth it back mm-hmm. with one of my edge controls. So either the blueberry um, pomade or the passion and and braid the back and put it away and leave it and keep it and going keep it there. Um, yeah, I, you know i i have three girls so i really don't have time for me <laughs> i was look that kind of segued into my next question what do you do for yourself when you do have time for yourself <laughs> I, I do love traveling um mm-hmm. i do love to travel but again we can't do that right now yes. um I, when i don't have so family is big so spending time with them of course is important but when i'm alone it's traveling, it's girlfriend time, mm-hmm. um, and it's definitely for sure events. We used to love doing, we had a fabulous events here in Dallas every mm-hmm. other weekend. So that was my <laughs> way to have, like to recharge and get out with adults and, you know, have a good time. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So taking time for ourselves is so, so important. Like, especially now I've been trying to find different ways, even though I'm home to just recharge and find ways to just re-energize myself. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so something I love to do with every guest that comes on the Hue Report is a hot second beauty speed round. It's super simple and it's just finished uh, the blank of four sentences. Okay. So I'll shoot the first one at you. So the first one is, I feel most beautiful when? Oh. Oh, that's a good question. Why am I stumped on that? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. That's so hard. When do I feel my, my most beautiful? I think I feel my most beautiful when I'm on a beach and relaxing and sun-kissed and enjoying life. I feel just calm. Yes. And serene. Yeah. yeah. The beach will, will, the beach will do that. <laughs> so yeah, the next totally. one. Yeah. The next one is the beauty product I use every day. You may have mentioned it already. <laughs> so besides hair, which we already know, um, yeah. skin, I always, yeah. always, always moisturize. So you can see like, I'm super duper dewy. Yeah. So home, you know, this is a um, face facial serum that we are working on now. Um, so I keep my, my skin very supple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always face serum. Yes, me too. I always do a face serum and sunscreen. <laughs> ah. um, yeah. Yeah. So the next one is my beauty crush is it can be any celeb influencer who has bomb hair, bomb makeup that you really, really adore. Uh, my beauty crush, gosh. Okay, so I have a few. I love, and she's she's you know, uh, she's just a legend, Diane Carroll. Mm-hmm. I just love everything about her. She's so regal and beautiful yeah. and classy. Yeah. Everything. I think Diane Carroll. That's a that's a really really good one. And so yeah. my final question is: I love being a black woman because. Because we are golden unicorns that only exist in this special land of, 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 <laughs> of blackness. It's just, while it's challenging right now to be black, mm. um, it's still beautiful. My black is beautiful. We are amazing. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm proud, you know, I'm just, I feel like yeah. it's one of those things where um, that's why we get so much hate is because we are amazing. Mm, yes. Yes, exactly. Well, thank you so much for talking with me today. I am super, super excited for this chat. You know, my reason, whole reason for starting the Hue Report is to chat with beautiful Black beauty founders like yourself. So this 
chat was truly an honor. And I'm so glad I got to talk through your journey a bit and just hear more from you personally about what Curls has meant to you and what it's been like building the brand. So I'm incredibly, incredibly thankful. So that is a wrap on my conversation with Mahisha Dellinger, the founder of Curls. I hope you enjoyed hearing about her journey as much as I did. And I know I said it throughout the episode, but I am truly in awe of the sustained success Curls has experienced. And I cannot wait to see all of the magic that Mahisha has in store for the brand in the future. So to keep up with Mahisha, give her a follow on Instagram at Mahisha underscore Dellinger. And you can keep up with all things Curls by following them on Instagram at Curls. So as always, thank you so much for listening to an episode of The He Report, and I'll be back with another very soon. If you like what you heard, I'd love it if you hit the subscribe button and left us a review because your opinions on the show truly matter to me and I want to know what you think. And while you wait for the next episode, you can of course stay connected with The He Report community by following us on Twitter and Instagram at The He Report. So until next time, beautiful people, I hope you all stay safe and stay well.